Hello there, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of CookieCast. Today on CookieCast, it's the Darkest Timeline podcast. So, uh, I'm going to get this one out of the way right at the start, so you can turn it off if you've got no interest. There is a lot of one one subject in this podcast, and um, I, I don't want to sugarcoat it. There's, there's, there's some moaning. There's some moaning, I'm afraid. If that's not your bag, baby... Maybe turn this one off. Skip to the next one. If it is, or if you're interested to find out what I'm moaning about this time, stay tuned. Before we get started, please do consider like, share, subscribe, and comment. Drop in a review you want to drop, and generally share the podcast around. Word of mouth is great, especially for podcasting. Right, let's get started. So here we go. This is CookieCast, the Darkest Timeline podcast. Hello. How are you doing? You alright? Get that bit out of the way first. I am genuinely interested in how you are. And I want you to be okay. But, got a lot to talk about. Um, if you are like the many, many, many people that tune into this podcast to listen to an old man moan for an hour. Oh, you're in for a treat. Um, so, possibly one of the most intense weeks of my life, and I am now going to moan about it to you guys for what's probably going to be like either 10 minutes or an hour. Um, oh, wow. Um, I'll get this out of the way early. I am tired. I'm very tired. I'll explain why. Um, I am grumpy. Probably an understatement. And I don't feel... I don't feel tired in the way I would I would expect to feel tired. And that's, in a way, it's kind of freaking me out. Um, what does this all mean? What am I alluding to? What is it that I can never seem to say straight away and have to tease? Um, it, 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 it finally happened. I finally committed to getting up early um i don't i don't know how to i don't know how to even start getting into it a week ago today um in fact i need to check my notes two seconds Ah, okay, so on last week's notes, I talk, talked about not getting up early when I knew I, sh- I should. Um, so, last Monday, um, it didn't happen. Um, but, I had a conversation <clears throat> with Leanne. I laid it all out. 
And I was like, realistically, there is only one answer. There is only one solution to all of the problems, all of the issues, all of the things that I'm dealing with at the moment. I know what that answer is. It's just committing to it. And the answer is, I need to get up early. And we're not talking like seven o'clock in the morning. We're talking like early. So I had a very long conversation, the ups, the downs, the ins, the outs, the the minutia, is that the right word? Of the situation, which ultimately led me to Tuesday morning. Tuesday morning rolls round. I didn't really sleep Tuesday night because I knew that I'd set an alarm for half past five. And apparently, at the one point in time that I need as much sleep as I can possibly get, my answer to that is to not really sleep. I was just worried, worried, panicking, worried, panicking. Uh, the alarm's going to go off and I'm not going to wake up. Um, if I if I do wake up, I'm just going to get straight back into bed. All of these things. There was a tiny part of me that was like, no, if the alarm goes off at five o'clock in the morning, half five in the morning, you're going to get up. One thing I had done was I'd moved um, my phone charger to the other side of the room. I was like, that is the easiest thing because it means I have to get out of bed to turn it off. Simple as that. I looked a lot of stuff up. I read a lot of stuff. I watched a lot of YouTube videos. And it was the one constant thing that came through. Uh, another thing that I'd done was that I found that I could set um, alarms on my watch. Um, and I used a system where I set an alarm on my watch that would go off a minute before my phone alarm. So the theory there is that the the alarm goes off, which disrupts the sleep. So it's not so much of a kick in the face when the actual alarm goes off. So everything was in place. Everything was ready to go. Everything was was like... We, you know, you can do this, it's just a case of doing it. And the biggest, you know, the biggest fears of the things I've gone through there, that I wouldn't wake up when the alarm went off. Um, that, that there was going to be a situation where I was going to be like, um, there was going to be a situation where I was like, I just get back into bed. I turn the alarm off, I get back into bed, I go back to sleep. Obviously, I'd set a couple of alarms, the idea being that I needed plenty of opportunity. So, Monday night, I just didn't really sleep. I didn't fall into a deep enough sleep. I felt like there was a part of me that was awake all night. It was weird. Um, five o'clock rolls round. I'm awake. There was part of me that was a little bit like, oh, maybe I should get up now. Um, so I'm like, 
Right. Okay. Um, it's just a it's just a kind of it's a kind of wait and see kind of situation. So five o'clock, I'm awake. Half five, the alarm goes off. I got up, I turned the alarm off, and I got back into bed. Now then, initially that will sound not great, but that's not the point. The point was that the alarm was supposed to go off at half five as a start. We'll start there, and then as long as when the next alarm goes off at quarter to six, as long as I get out of bed and stay out of bed, we're winning. So, second alarm goes off, and I get up. So, day one, uh, I have achieved my goal at that point. So, things that need to happen at this point is I need to get dressed. I need to get kitted out, ready to go running, and I need to get out of the door. Which I did. And I set off on a run now the idea the other idea around all this was that i was trying to do a run to get home to do a workout to be ready to start the day by eight so um running down the street um in the village down the road from my house and you know, six o'clock in the morning, there's the old person here and there. You see some interesting sights. One of the interesting sights that I saw was a man walking down the street wearing sunglasses. It was six o'clock in the morning and it was pitch black. One of the weirder things that I've seen. Not the weirdest, one of the weirder things I've seen. So there we go. Got out, ran four and a bit miles, came home, did a workout, started my day by eight. I have achieved my goal. However, by... I don't know if it was the back end of the day or some part in the day. I'm like, what exactly have I achieved? I was able to start my day at 8 o'clock, get logged on and work. I still needed X number of steps, X number of calories, X number of whatever they're called to fill the ring on the watch. Um... So I still had stuff that I needed to do. And I was like, at the end of the day, at the other end of the day, I think I had like podcasts to record and podcasts to code. And then at the end of all that, I needed to go to bed earlier than I normally would because I had to get up and do it all again the next day. So in a weird way, I felt like I was losing time. So everything I everything I see at the moment, everything I read at the moment, everything I watch at the moment talks about if you if you've got like a busy jam-packed life, 
you have to find extra time somewhere and that extra time is hidden in the morning so you hear things like you have to win the morning conquer the morning do things before other people get up so you can claim that time you should be starting work having already won the day all this sort of stuff it is a little bit in the category of i don't know what those things are called motivational type things but the the theory is that all of these you know hard savage people are all out of bed at four o'clock in the morning crushing it and doing better than you because you're still in bed at eight um and then you've still got the same stuff to do that they've got to do they've already done a day's work by the time you're out of bed you lazy toad you know it's all that sort of stuff so i'm like the only way i'm going to find out if that's true is by doing it but i was expecting this mass reveal i'm expecting to get out of bed at half five in the morning and somebody hand me a box and i open the box and inside that box is two extra hours and i go oh my god the secret to life has been there all this time and i'm only just discovering it now I've, I've, I've lived 42 and a half years and the secret to life was there all along spoilers one of the most famous ones i think is probably mark Wahlberg. everybody talks about mark Wahlberg. he gets up at three o'clock in the morning and does nine million things before nine o'clock where he you know takes his children to school and all this nobody talks about the fact that he's in bed at nine o'clock at night or half nine at night or something he's getting all of his sleep but it's because he's going to bed at nine o'clock at night in my world sometimes i don't start podcasting until nine o'clock and let me reiterate this one when you've got certain evenings where it's like well i've got to podcast all all evening there's a lot that goes into it it doesn't just magically happen on its own and at the end of it you're like well i've got to go to bed now that's even more compounded if you're also going because i've got to get up in six hours time five hours time or like this morning four hours time so there are elements and there are aspects of things that on the surface seem to work if you've run four five six seven miles got home done a workout all stuff that you would have had to have done past the eight o'clock barrier if you've done all of that by eight cool big thumbs up but the the thing that i didn't have in my life up until last monday was i've got to do an eight hour day at work so i've actually i've actually lost eight hours and i've lost two hours in bed where did how did i suddenly go from a thing to losing ten and a half hours 
yeah, I don't need to run. Yeah, I don't need to work out. But I still do because I've still got this goal that I need to achieve by the end of the day. And I'm not getting enough of the goal done before. Short version is, I was I, I was weirdly fine with it. Up until the point that I realised that I didn't gain anything from it. And that sounds weird to say. But... I've always been a particular kind of person. Uh, as, as a person, I need certain things in my life. I need downtime. Just so I don't go insane. I, I, I've All of my life, for as long as I can remember, I've always believed that the fastest way to insanity is get up, go to work, come home, go to bed, rinse, repeat. If that was my life... I wouldn't make it through a week. If that was my life, I would not make it through the week. There would be no point. I need the other things, the other side of life. The side that essentially isn't that. I've said before, I love sleep. But I also love being awake. This yin and yang aspect. So, the questions started to, the questions started to come. Where do you gain time if you're losing time? So I was like, oh, you know, maybe there's a thing where I need to be, maybe half five's not early enough. Maybe it should be quarter past five. Maybe it should be five o'clock. And honestly, when I get to the end of all this, I'll explain that I can I can see the horizon, and the horizon looks very much like a five o'clock start. And there's a part of me that is actually okay with that. So, some of the things that I didn't sign up for, you know, some of the things that I didn't sign up for were things like. I had to put every aspect of my life on on a on a clock on a time. I'd put time restrictions on everything. Now, some of the books I've read recently, I don't want to be the guy that's like I read this book, but some of the books I read recently said that that's something that you actually have to do, so that the time that you're spending in your day, the time that you're dedicating stuff, is is quality time is is the right time to be doing stuff. So I knew that there was an aspect of that. But, and this is one of those things where it's a bit like, hmm, if I say to somebody, right, I need to have done this by 8 o'clock, and at 10 to 8, I'm like, hey, I am well and truly on track right now. But the other person involved then takes 20 minutes to do something. Well, guess what? I'm 10 minutes behind, and it's not my fault. And I got up at half five in the morning for somebody else to essentially steal time from me. That's how I looked at it at that point in time. And that, that, doesn't, that doesn't feel good. It doesn't sit well. So... 
it was all it was all very negative but there was this glimmer of hope there was this there was this but i've achieved so much today but it was the weirdest thing of i've achieved all this but i just feel like i'm going backwards so that was tuesday <laughs> Wednesday, um, little little bit of a of a different situation. Um, I can't remember if it was Wednesday that I completely forgot to set. No, I don't think it was. So Wednesday, um, anybody that knows anything knows that I don't I don't run as such. I don't go out and run on a Wednesday, especially now because. Um, you know, I've got I've got child related stuff that needs doing in the morning, all of that. Um, so Wednesday was Wednesday. I think I was still up in the morning, like you know, half five, quarter six, out of bed, um, working out, running on the treadmill. You know, I was I had this conversation this evening. I was like, I don't run on a Wednesday, but I run a couple of times at least on the treadmill. I just don't run outside. Is what we're talking about. Um, so that's that. Thursday. Decided the absolute best thing to do. On Thursday. Was to not set. The alarms. That I needed to set. So. Should, I woke up at 5 o'clock in the morning. I think I even got up and went to the toilet. At 5 o'clock in the morning. I was like hey. I could start my day now and really get after it, really take on the day. But there was the part of me that said, no, let's just get back into bed for half an hour because your alarm's going to go off in half an hour. And that is what I did. And I hadn't set those alarms. So at 10 past six, Leon's like, uh, I don't think your alarm's gone off. And I was like, brilliant. Because Thursday was the first day that I was going to go back into the office. So I needed to have achieved everything by 8 o'clock in the morning. Um, there was a small... I'll hold my hands up on this one. There was a small meltdown Thursday morning, which featured me needing to upload a podcast to the wonderful internet. Um and yeah um thursday was the the absolute worst day by far um that aspect of needing to be in a position to go back into the office <sighs> weirdly everything outside of the office was an absolute disaster everything Anything that I did while I was in the office was fine. So, very strange situation. Um, so, by Thursday, we learned, you know, a valuable lesson. Learned a valuable lesson in probably a good idea to make sure that those alarms are set. Um, Friday rolls around and 
back to it, back up at half five, made sure the alarms were set, um, got got after it, all of that. So, um, by the weekend, uh, I had a conversation with, with Leanne. She was like, what are you doing in the morning? I was like, I'm getting up early. She was like, why? Like, because that's my new that's my new life now. That's my life. This is how I live my life. This is how I win every single day. I'm gonna win every day now. I just need to find where there's some actual time. So she was like, But what are you going to win at half five on a Saturday morning? I'm like, well, I, I need to work out. Like, what, before you go and do a park run? You're not going to get up at half five, go downstairs, do a workout, and then two hours later go and do a park run? I was like, uh, no, you've probably got a good point there. That seems silly. She's like, you're not going to get up and run? What, are you going to go and run five miles come back and then two hours later go and do a 5k i was like no you're probably right there so then i had this situation the situation was what could i do what could i achieve saturday morning if i got up nice and early and what I, the conclusion i came to was nothing there was nothing i could achieve if i got up nice and early on saturday morning because ultimately the entire morning features me waiting until about eight when i start getting me and the dog ready to go and do a park run and ultimately there are these things that if you get up early and you're not running and you're not working out you should focus on other things you know and i have got a list of other things that i need to do tidy this move that do something about this. You know, the, the jobs that you never get time to do. Should I be doing those jobs at half five, six o'clock in the morning when there are, you know, sleeping children in the house? Probably not. So ultimately, I reached a point where I was like, there is no benefit to me getting up early on the Saturday. Sunday was a different story. Sunday was a different beast. Because on Sunday... Getting up early was a benefit, not half five early, not even quarter six or six o'clock early, but seven o'clock. Now, for some people, getting up at seven o'clock on a Sunday morning isn't all that early. For a lot of other people, getting up at seven o'clock on a Sunday morning is. Uh, the reason being is that I needed to have done the long dog walk to be done and dusted by nine. So I did it. I got up, I got showered, dressed. Sorted the dog ready for his walk. Took him for a, an hour and something walk. So. What was learnt? What was. What was the. What was the takeaway from it all? There's some. There's some kinks. There's some. Areas of improvement. There are. All these sorts of things. I truly do not see where I'm gaining any time. I feel tired. 
60, 70, 80, 90% of the time, depending the day. Um, there's things like getting to the office and them pumping heat into the place. So by 2, two o'clock in the afternoon, all I want to do is go to sleep. Add a load of heat to that. I mean, I'm like banging my head on the desk trying to keep awake. Um, but if you said to me, is this the answer? Is this the right answer? Is this going to be the solution? There is a part of me that believes it is. There is a part of me that truly believes it is. There is a part of me that can see through all of this to a to a better life, to a better way, to a better time. One of the weird things was, I was like, I can't get up early because I can't go to bed early because I need to let the dog out at 12. It's things like that. There's a lot of resistance. Um, and I'll come on to talking about resistance in a bit. This week's podcast is a bit of a muddle. I've gone through about five things from the list from various different places. Um, I'm sorry that I've spoken for nearly half an hour about the same subject. And if I'm honest, I'm not done. Um, but I would also hope that you could understand that it's kind of a big thing and it's kind of the main thing at the moment. Um, I'll go on to talk about things like dread. And I don't mean the judge. So, for now, we'll talk about some other stuff. So, what I've got. Uh, that's all the same. Uh, yes. Last Wednesday, had an incident. Not unusual. Um, I said to Leanne, I was like, at the end of the day, the, the moment I decided to get out of bed at half five in the morning was the moment that I put a ticking clock on which point in time I was going to have an absolute meltdown. Thursday morning. However, Thursday morning wasn't the first meltdown because on Wednesday I had an incident. I know, not like me. Out and about, driving around. Car full of people, kids, adults, the lot. Driving along. And... Uh, somebody took the time out of their day to attempt to perform a manoeuvre which can only be explained by giving the example of somebody who's been hit in the head with a lump hammer for about 14 hours straight, then put behind the wheel of a car and sent out into the world. That's the only way to explain the manoeuvre this person tried to perform. This would have been fine. This would have been okay. If the person in question had just left it there. But they didn't. They went on the the attack. They went on the assault. They went on the this is all your fault. Now, having had a conversation with another full full grown human adult. The conclusion was that the, that it wasn't my fault. It was, in fact, their lack of patience, their um, short-sightedness, 
their inability to read a situation and a multitude of other things that meant that this person was nothing short of a complete and utter moron. <sighs> now then, I won't go into any more details because it's not actually important. What is important is this. <sighs> many, 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 many years ago, I um, went through a series of counselling because I was struggling to deal with humanity. Um, I, I felt it, I, I felt I, I found it difficult to deal with. Um, people uh, in general um, and I had this whole big world view about how how broken the world was and this was a lot of years ago this was before the way the world is now and I, I really struggled and a lot of the uh, counseling that, uh, that focused on you know a lot of the stuff that goes on in the world is just too big for one man to take on to, to have on his shoulders and to you know try and boil things down to smaller things like things that you can actually affect and things you can actually change and that was kind of the solution and I went away from that going okay I just need to deal with little things and over the last however many years there have been a lot of points in time where I've been like I, I just don't get it I just don't get what's happening I don't get the situation I don't understand people and then at the point that I'm usually just about losing my, my tether, somebody will do something. Somebody will do something that will that will reignite my belief in the human race. And that's basically how it goes. I get bogged down with like, this is terrible, this is awful, this is the worst. And then somebody's like, here, here's a glimmer of hope. That's how it's been for many years. And that's kind of how I've operated. However, more recently, there's been a lot more of one and a lot less of the other. Me and my daughter, youngest daughter, went out on Wednesday. And I must have said the phrase, I just don't understand what's wrong with people, about 50 times. I tried to park in a car park and I was explaining to um, to Land when we got back, I was like, every single car in the vicinity of where I finally managed to get parked was incorrectly parked in a different way. No two cars were parked the same, but they were all parked incorrectly. We're talking six cars in, was parked incorrectly in six completely different ways. Resulted in me saying, I just don't understand what's wrong with people. I left that car park. I went to another car park where I watched somebody drive into the car park drive in between two spaces, stop their car, get out and walk away. 
with a with the front wheel turned as well. So blocking two spaces in a busy car park, made sure the front wheels were turned to to really block that space and just walk away. And then myself had to deal with various different parking situations around where I was parked. What's wrong with people? That afternoon had this incident with um, the brain donor. And by the time I got home that evening, I was like, I think I'm done. I think I am done with people. As a man who has always struggled with people and how bad and how badly people treat other people easily, comfortably, how badly people will easily treat another person. To then the realization that those glimmer the, the glimmers of hope that I used to get, which used to like bring me back from the edge, don't exist anymore. I was like, I think I'm done and I think I'm just going to go in the house and not come back out. And that's, that's, that's me done. I wanted to get off the ride now. That's me done. So then I heard something on a podcast and I was like, that one line is the most accurate description I think I've ever heard of maybe anything. I'll give credit where credit's due on this one, I think. I was listening to uh, the Inside of You podcast with Michael Rosenbaum. And he had a guest on. And the guest was Doug Jones from um, films like Hellboy and stuff like that. Um, And I am paraphrasing because I only heard it in passing. I was like, oh my God. Uh, But he said, basically, during the pandemic... People had two choices. One of the choices was to make to make themselves better. And the other choice was to become a monster. And a few too many people made the decision to become monsters. And I was like, do you know something? That is the most nailed on thing I've ever heard. Because that's, that's it. Coming out of the back of the pandemic, coming out of the back of all of that stuff, where ultimately the human race just demonstrated that the only thing they care about is themselves. This is the situation we're in now. And I know somebody's going to be listening to that being like, my God, be more cynical. You, you sound awful. Let me put this to you. Do you commute to work? And by that I mean, do you drive to work? If you do, and your journey's in the region of, let's say, 20 minutes, can you honestly tell me that in the 20 minutes between leaving your house and arriving at your destination... There won't be a situation where somebody does something to you that's not okay. Somebody tries to cut you up. 
somebody tries to pull out on you somebody speeds off around about somebody drives into a bus lane to avoid the fact that they're in the wrong lane coming off roundabout and then just pulls in somebody tries to barge into the the lane of traffic and when they can't get in they just go around and nearly cause an accident can you honestly tell me that in your like say 20 minute commute that nobody is going to do anything wrong to you and if you can you're in a better situation than I am because I had two incidents on my commute to work this morning and I was just like what exactly are we supposed to expect I was nearly involved in an accident this morning because somebody decided that the rules of the road don't apply to them because they're more important than you me and every other person out there on the roads and it's more important that they get there first to their job because their job's important they get there first to a job that they more than likely hate with every fibre of their being. To spend eight hours doing something for somebody else. That's more important than whether you're involved in a car accident or not. Um, I did an hour of yoga yesterday. I was surprised. You could probably tell from the way I said it. Um, so, shortest version is this. I was doing, on a Sunday, two different yoga sessions. The first one was 12 minutes long. It's basically a warm-up. It's a beginner-beginner yoga. Very much a warm-up. Uh, I was then doing a 30-minute beginner yoga session which calling it yoga for beginners is honestly an insult because it's really hard but anyway uh recently i narrowed down my yoga search to try and find something that would specifically focus on uh, sciatica and lower back pain and trying to uh, alleviate that and found one by the same guy that does the 30 minute yoga that i do um that video's might be 20 minutes, but not all of it's the practice. I think the practice falls into about 10 or 15 minutes. Started the yoga yesterday. 54 minutes or something, 55 minutes later. Um, was basically done with yoga. And I felt amazing. Um, managed to achieve something that I, that I wasn't able to achieve previously. I was a bit like, oh, that shows a bit of, bit of progress. Um, I felt amazing. Why, I hear you ask? Because I wasn't in pain. Because a Saturday night, I was in a situation where I couldn't sit down. And I couldn't stand up. Yeah. That's the kind of pain I was in. It was uncomfortable for me to stand. And at one point I said to Leanne, I was like, I, I need to go and sit down. I'm in a lot of pain. So I took myself off to sit down. And I sat down and went, yeah, I'm in a lot of pain sitting down. As it was, as the evening went on, it was a case of that pain eased. So I was able to sit down a bit more, a bit longer. Um, 
But I was also saying, uh, you know, I get to Saturday night and I'm just like, oh my God, I can't wait for tomorrow because I get to do yoga. Um, going back to uh, what I was saying earlier, some of the things that I'm looking at adding into my day um, is I'd like to start doing daily yoga rather than weekly or bi-weekly um, yoga. So, you know, there are benefits to all this getting up malarkey. Um, final thing for the week. Um, I've been running a lot. I've been doing a lot of running. Um, set a goal that every time I go out and run, or the majority of the time that I go out and run, has to be further. Um, so I'd, I'd, I'd hit this run that was like four and a bit miles. Uh, and then I added something to it, which turned it into a five-mile run. And then I added something to that, which turned it into a five... It was a 5.3-mile run. Still further. So. Um, and then I, did, I added something to that, which turned it into a six-and-a-bit-mile run. So, I've got a little app that will let me plot routes... It'll tell you how far you're going. I'm gonna go. So secretly, I plotted a seven miler. It's like yes, seven miles. Set off out on my seven mile run this morning. It was it was a tough one. It was a slog. Obviously, you can imagine, you know, when you're going up, like in those incremental amounts. Some days you feel sluggish. Some days you feel tired. Some days you feel energised. I did one run where I got five miles in and all of a sudden I got this burst of energy. I was like, I'm, I'm going to pick up the pace here. You know, every day is different. So I set out to do my seven mile run today. And I did it. I got home. I didn't die. I achieved it all. I ran it all. All of the things that you need me to say... That means that I completed the run. There was one small, tiny, insignificant problem. My seven mile run wasn't seven miles. It was six and three quarter. Six and three quarter miles is an achievement. And I'm not saying it's not. I started my day doing over 10k. Big thumbs up right there. But setting out to do a seven-mile run that turns out to be not a seven-mile run. A little bit of pain, that one. The worst thing, absolutely the worst thing of it all, was when I went back to my app that, that plots out the, uh, the run that I'm going to do. Um, I hadn't even... Plotted a seven mile run. It was six and three quarters. So, yep, dropped the ball there in all directions. Anyway, uh, that's the week. But we're not done there, are we? Come on. Um, TV wise, other than watching playoff football, um, but I've got a podcast for that, so I don't need to bore you guys with it. Other than watching player football, I have watched uh, episode 3, 4, 5, 6, and 7 
of the TV series Pam and Tommy. Yes, that means there's one episode left. And yes, I'm sure I could have got it watched this evening. But I was watching playoff football. So, what do we think to Pam and Tommy? It's very different to what I expected. It's very different to what I expected. Not necessarily meaning that it's a bad thing. It's very different. So, um, there are episodes where it's not about the tape, which kind of feels weird, because I kind of thought that's why we were here. One thing I can say about that show is, that Lily James that plays Pamela Anderson, it's reached a point now where I think she looks more like Pamela Anderson than Pamela Anderson does. They have got that casting absolutely nailed on. Um, I quite like Sebastian Stan. But he's really annoying in this. And for want of a better way of putting it, I think that's just because he's playing Tommy Lee. And again, for want of a better way of putting it, I think Tommy Lee's probably quite annoying, or certainly will have been at that point in time. So his casting and portrayal are probably quite close to reality in a lot of ways. Doesn't make for easy watching if one of the two main characters is quite annoying. Um, Seth Rogen's quite good in it. Um, <clears throat> and that um, Nick... Offman is it? Offerman? I believe he was in Parks and Rec, maybe. Um They're all everybody's very good in it. Sometimes it has different results than you'd expect. Um Some of it was tough to watch. There was some stuff that was quite um quite difficult to watch. But um Honestly, unless unless the last episode is an absolute train wreck, which bear in mind this time next week when I'm saying the abs- the last episode was an absolute train wreck, um, it's been a good series. It's been it's been enjoyable. Certainly, like I say, not what I was expecting because I was just I just thought we were going to be finding out about the the tape, but there's a lot more to it. A lot more to it. Um, movie wise. Movie-wise, um, I only watched one film. I'm lying. I'm already lying. I'm not telling the truth. I watched two films. One is probably a little more interesting than the other for most people. Um, having set out to watch the John Wick movies, I finished watching John Wick 1, started watching John Wick 2. I owe the John Wick franchise an apology. And I don't think it's the first time I've done this. John Wick 2 gets better every single time I watch it. I can absolutely say that. I did not like John Wick 2 the first time I saw it. And I think every time I've watched it since, I like it that little bit more. Having watched it this time, I actually really enjoyed it. Something I realised, and I'm like, how has this never come up? Is John Wick 2 
a modern-day reimagining of the Warriors. But we just like one guy. A guy who's who who's in an incident in a place and has to get from that place to another place while simultaneously defending himself against a load of different groups of people. Sounds familiar, does it not? But yeah, now I've had that realisation. I can't it's like I can't unsee it. I'm like Oh my god, it's just the Warriors. And I don't know if that in itself made me like it more. Um, I did start the third one. One of the things about doing all this running, the extra distance and stuff, it has meant I've needed the treadmill a little bit less, which has meant that I've done a little bit less of the movie watching. Um, However, I do like to get a Saturday night movie in. For one reason or another, didn't have enough time to fit in like a, a, a bona fide movie. So I went to uh, The Old Faithful, a DC animated movie. Uh, I got a few for Christmas, so it was a good idea to start working through them. And the one that I chose to watch on Saturday night was Batman Assault on Arkham. Um, I was like, this looks cool, this looks like a good fun Saturday night movie. Let's give this guy a whirl. And honestly... I was not disappointed. I thoroughly enjoyed it. It was a a real mix. It was like a 50-50 mix of the Suicide Squad animated movie and a Batman animated movie. They'd done a really good job of just sandwiching those two together. Um, Really pleased with the fact that the Batman version, this version of Batman, was um, voiced by Kevin Conroy, as all Batman should be. However, won't be for much longer. Um, and a very good cast for 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 the Suicide Squad. Um, good, solid DC animated movie. Good, solid Batman movie. Very enjoyable. One of those. Um, Unfortunately, it falls into the category of um, the age range is out of the range for my eldest to watch. Uh, but I was a bit like, oh man, I really wish you could watch this because it was really good. Um, it was just, it was out of the age range and I generally watch stuff to try and see if the age rating is correct. And in this one, I was like, oh man, there's a couple of bits in it that are just, they're just too much. So she'll have to wait on that one. Um, so, so there's that. Um, as far as computer games are concerned, I've had a little bit of an issue this week with computer games. Um, I was playing Saints Row, and I was like, it's just a prime example of a game that could so easily have been better. Um, it's very poor, it feels very low budget, there's a lot of glitches. The list of things that are wrong with Saints Row is extensive. But it's like diet computer game. It's like if I want to put something on where I don't want to have to think and I just want to have to I just want to play it and you know those sorts of things. It's fine. However, I got so far and I was like, do I really want that from my game-playing experience? I've got some other games to to look at, so what else is in the pile? 
Um, obviously, I was having some issues with Need for Speed, so I didn't want to go back to that straight away. So that left me two other options. One was Marvel Midnight Suns, and the other was the Callisto Protocol. Um, I made the decision to go with Callisto, and honestly, I can genuinely say this. I was not disappointed by the end. Yes, I have played and finished the Callisto Protocol. So, what does it look like? What does it play like? What is it like? Um, True definition of a game that just keeps getting better. Um, when I originally played it, when I first started playing it, I was a little bit like, oh, I'm not sure about this. And there was a variety of different mechanics put into the game that I didn't like. I don't want to have to block when I'm beating up a zombie type thing. Um, there was a distinct lack of weapons. All, all, there's a lot of stuff on the negative. The game itself had lukewarm reviews. And there's a high chance that it will go down as being a flop. Um, I'm sure a game that has at least... Three reasonably big name actors and actresses, although they're, they're all actors these days, aren't they? Um, probably cost a pretty penny. Made by the company that used to make Dead Space, or made by the people that used to make Dead Space, uh, and desperately trying not to be Dead Space while simultaneously being Dead Space. However, as time went on, I found myself enjoying it more. You get uh, new new weapons uh, pretty much at the exact point in time where you're like, man, I could really do with a new weapon. The game gives you one. Um, something that I found was very interesting uh, all those years ago playing Dead Space is that something that Dead Space did really well was just about the point that you wanted something new, it gave you something new. It was almost like it knew. You knew. Um... So, you know, there's a point where you start getting other weapons, which is cool. The other weapons you get are strange. Because ultimately, you end up with... This is a spoiler, by the way. So, just, just so you're aware. You end up with two shotguns and two handguns. And... They're very similar whilst being not really all that different. And you can add all these upgrades to these weapons, but ultimately you just, you know, oh, I can have more bullets. Uh, oh, this is more powerful. But then you still have two different shotguns, which are shotguns, and two different handguns, which are handguns. And then eventually you do get a machine gun. And the machine gun's cool. As time went on, I found myself enjoying the game more and more and more. What started as, I don't think I like this, turned into, eh, it's alright. Turned into, eh, it's kind of interesting. Turned into, man, this game's got, this game's got layers. Because what started out as oh, it's Dead Space trying to not be Dead Space, turned into, no, it's Dead Space meets Resident Evil. 
meet probably a load of other things that then turned into man you know a game that you start thinking about when you're not playing it um reached a point where i was like i think i'm gonna finish this game very shortly which i felt uneasy about so i immediately took to the internet and asked the internet one simple question dear internet is there a new game plus for the callisto protocol and the internet said no very much like god of war ragnarok apparently new game plus is coming soon coming later coming further down the line a concept that i do not understand one bit i don't get it you are losing people's interest I get it that it's probably a development thing. I get at the point of release, the game probably doesn't have the capability to do New Game Plus because of all that New Game Plus has and doesn't have. But that's a development issue. I shouldn't have to suffer because of updates, is the shortest way to put it. I really wanted a New Game Plus for this, very much like I really wanted a New Game Plus for God of War Ragnarok and... They haven't got it, but it is coming soon. Take from that what you will. Uh, as it was, yes indeed, it was uh, the situation where I had nearly finished the game and a short time later, I did finish the game. <coughs> there was one point where I had to turn the game off because I couldn't do a certain bit. Uh, and I, I went back to it during the day, which is something I very rarely do. I very rarely play computer games during the day. Um just purely to get myself past that bit so that i didn't have to not go not not go back to it sort of thing um tried it again couldn't do it tried it again couldn't do it tried it again couldn't do it i was like what the actual flippity doodah is going on here and then in a stroke of brilliance try not to uh try not to break the old arm there tapping myself on the back um i was like why don't i just shoot everyone just shoot everyone and everything. And that'll solve the problem. And it did. <laughs> Not registering the fact that two seconds before this section of the game, the game gives you a bucket full of ammo in a game that really limits your ammunition for all weapons. It's like, here, have a load of bullets for this, 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 and this. Apparently, I didn't realize that the idea there was to shoot everything. So once I shot everything, I managed to do that bit. Outside of that, um, played it, finished it, and was genuinely sad that I'd finished it and wasn't able to do New Game Plus. It's the first game in a while that I've been actually upset when I finished it because I can't play it anymore. Um, another example of this is the fact that I then went back to Saints Row and was just sad, annoyed, depressed that Saints Row wasn't Callisto. 
I will very much be looking forward to the New Game Plus aspect of Callisto, as I am for God of War Ragnarok. I'd like to play the games again. I'd like to see how they play again, especially with weapons. One of the joys of playing Dead Space over and over and over and over again was the objective to try and get all those amazing weapons fully upgraded. Um, so that's something that I would definitely be trying to achieve with Callisto and do wonder how it might change the game. Um, so yeah, I'll keep you posted um, if I hear any more or certainly if I get the opportunity to play either of those games again. Unfortunately, gaming is now a bit weird. I've got these three games that I need to get on and play. I need to, you know, I need to play one of them at least. But all of a sudden, those games aren't quite scratching the itch. I should probably go back to Marvel Midnight Suns and see how that fares now. Um, so we'll see. But you can count on this. Whatever decision I make, I'll be telling you guys about it in probably a week's time. There we go. That's it. Sorry the subject uh, at the start was probably a little one-sided, but uh, that was the week, I'm afraid. Uh, right, I'll catch you next time. Take it easy. So there you go. What do you think to that? You can't say I didn't warn you. Hopefully I made up for it with all the entertainment stuff this week. Big thanks for listening, watching, whichever it is you do. Uh, before you go, please do consider like, share, subscribe and comment. Drop any reviews you want to drop and, uh, yeah, share the podcast around. You can also check out our website. It's thecookiecast.com. Over there we've got social media links and an email button. That way you can get in touch with us. That's it for this one. Until next time, I'm going to say bye and I'll see you then. This is a cookie cast production.